Hey Miley, we need some intro music. Ooh. <laughs> I like it, I like it, I like it. Woman, get it. Okay, let's go down that road. I didn't see that coming. There's a surprise at every turn. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Woman Get In Podcast. Welcome back or welcome to the newbies. I'm Mandy. Oh yeah, I'm Miley. <laughs> and we're so happy everyone's with us today. I like how we switched up the lines this week. I know, you kept rambling, so I just <laughs> I <know>. took it. <laughs> I love it. A way to take control. And since you were just discussing all of your email accounts, and they all begin with the word happy. <laughs> I decided we were just happy, happy for, to be, yeah, I like happy to be here happy, with everyone Happy today. hosts. That should be my podcast email. Happy hosts. We have a podcast email. It is <laughs> womangetin at gmail.com. <laughs> no, it's not. Wait, what is it? It's uh, inquiries, inquiries at womangetin.com. We're official. We oh, have... Yeah. We don't, don't need Gmail. Don't email the other one. <laughs> <laughs> no one's looking at that one because it doesn't exist. It'll kick back to you. Inquiries at womangetin.com. There's yes, no yes, happy yes, jammed in there. It's no, no happy inquiries. But we could change it. I could totally change it. <laughs> That's funny. I don't know if we could because we had quite the... Oh, um, yeah. And I should probably let our listeners know, like, they don't know all my emails. So, like, for my piloting, <laughs> it's people happy you? wings at something something. <laughs> and for my motorcycle-related things, it's happy wheels at something, something, something. And then I'm thinking for all my scuba diving stuff, it should be happy fins at something, something. And uh, and what else do I do? Oh, yeah. And you suggested, <laughs> you suggested for my dental stuff, happy teeth. Yes. At something, something. Happy teeth at blah, 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 dot com. I mean, this blah, 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 something, something is legit. It's real. I just don't want to give out all of my email addresses. <laughs> People will just type them all into every, like... <laughs> Outlook, yeah. iCloud, Gmail, Yahoo, Hotmail, AOL. Just to find out <laughs> if the email is going to get to me. Side note, whenever I get an, uh, a cake request or an email from someone who has an AOL account. Oh, man. I, oh, man. I mean, I still have a Yahoo account that I use oh. a lot, but I know I see a lot yeah, of Yahoo's. But like, AOL? Ooh. But AOL just makes me go, whoa. <laughs> like, are we in chat rooms still? What's oh, yeah. the deal? I think there's a new chat room thing, by the way. Oh, not, uh, what's that house one again? No, no, no. I don't think anybody uses that anymore. I know. I was, I was house just Party? To, no, it wasn't House Party. It was... House Party was one app that oh. people used oh, during right. COVID. But there's something um, else that I'm thinking of. Clubhouse. Clubhouse. Yes, yeah, yes. they're not using that anymore. Right. What what kind of guest house? No, what kind of chart? <laughs> no, what kind of chat room are you thinking? Honestly, I can't remember what it was called, but somebody on a Facebook group advertised this new thing and it was like, you're just texting in rooms. It's an app and you join rooms and you're just basically texting. Isn't that just like... Group me or WhatsApp or all that other stuff. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know why they have to come up with new ones all yeah. the time. But, you know, somebody thinks they're inventing something new and better than what's already yeah. out there. And most of the time it's not. I'm going to bring so, back pagers. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. Just, why can't our cell phone? Oh, wait. We do have a pager feature. It's called the text. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, text me your phone number. <laughs> I'm thinking about... <laughs> Uh, I'm thinking about trying to get more active on Facebook. Apparently, there's a lot of activity <laughs> happening on Facebook that I should probably get back on for. Oh my god, I'm having flashbacks of like two years ago. I'm, I think I might. I think I'm on Facebook. Yes, like I have yeah. an account. I was at this pilot's episode. But you never turn like you don't have the app on your phone. No, I don't. Right. So, so I, if I, I actually have to log like go to Facebook.com and log in, figure out what my my <laughs> password and my login is. is and then log in and take a look at what's going I on. I think you do that about once every eight or nine months. Yes, you know me so well. Yeah. And I was I was at this pilots expo and people were mm. mentioning Facebook and I was like, no, but I'm on Instagram. Are you not? And apparently. <laughs> so Facebook has things that you can't do on Instagram. Yes, like groups. Like groups and that's what I need to get on groups for. Yeah. Or I need to get on Facebook for, yeah, for all the, those groups. The groups are awesome. I've hyped them approximately 80 times in our podcast episodes um yes you know i don't I think we'll ever make one for this show because at the time at, at, currently that'd be just too much to manage for us yeah. but um i love them facebook groups are so much yeah, fun so maybe i'll try to bring facebook back into my life yeah i definitely don't scroll the feed of facebook 
for much because okay. I just tend to just pop into the groups that yeah. I want to see what's going on. Yeah. And that's okay. it. Maybe I'll do that. I'm not super interested in what most of the people are posting on Facebook. And Got you. I, you know, you have to tell Facebook what you want to see mm, and okay. then it just feeds you more of that. Mm. So I hide people. So that if are, I say I don't want to see anything. You can fruit. snooze people for 30 days. Oh, I can't snooze them forever. You can do that oh, too. Okay. But if you're just like, there's an election coming up and there's someone yeah. whose yes. political opinions you're really uninterested in and they feel the need to blab them all over Facebook, yes. you can um, snooze them. You can snooze again and again and again. I like it. I like and it. you can say, show me less content like this. Oh, I like that. I okay. like that too. Well, you sold me. I'll take it. Oh my goodness. So at the Pilots Expo, oh, I yes, went to yes. this I saw booth. you got two bags of swag. Yeah. Oh, it was like an Asian dream. <laughs> went to every booth and got as much free stuff as I could. But I went to, you know, I don't know if you know this about me, but when I like something, I'll be like, I'll take one of those. Or I'll be like, one please. You know, just like as a, in, in my head, it's kind of funny. Like, I don't know. Um, but... <laughs> And I went to this one booth and this lady was talking about how she has this book that is for uh, for people who are interested in aviation and want to know how to go from like nothing to being an airline pilot. And mm. I was like, that is really incredible, like that you worked so hard on this book. And and then I was like, I'll take it. And then she goes, it'll be 12 to, or it'll be, she goes, it'll be $25. And I was like, oh no, I was just, I was just. Letting you know that it was a great idea and that, like, you know, I, I'd like one, but I don't need one. You're like, I'm halfway there, I guess. <laughs> I, I don't really need this book. Yeah. I was just like, that's pretty awesome. It's a great resource. I was just joking. You're like, no, no, I take one. Not, one. Not, literally. <laughs> not literally. Not literally. <laughs> I'm, uh, my friend's calling me. Gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So it was a you little. You just pick up your phone. You're like, hello. <laughs> Walk away. And then, and then later on that night, I was actually going to visit my friend's room. <laughs> and I knock on the door. And there, there's these guests that came by. And as they were passing me, I knocked on my friend's door. And I said, room service. And the guests that walked by, they turn around. They're like, can I ask you a question? And they started asking us about towels and soaps. And I was like, uh, I was uh, just uh, kidding. <laughs> Nobody gets my sense of humor. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and I was actually dressed in like a suit because I just came from the conference and I was like, I don't work here. I was just joking. Did you look like the manager of room service? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but You're the in-room in dining manager. Yeah. I think that's what they call it. In-room dining. Yeah, I think I just need to... I don't even try to be funny. I'm just funny in my head and it comes <laughs> out and then people take me seriously. And so... I, you're like, did you tell those people? You're like, I said room service. I'm not housekeeping. <laughs> I don't do towels. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. We're so. different departments. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> that would have been amazing. Oh, but I'm not witty like you, but that's okay. See, I don't need to be funny and I don't need to be witty. I have accepted I that in that my life. That would have been amazing because you're neither, but it would have yeah. been like, I said room service, not housekeeping. Yeah. See, I need to, I need to. Be, be better at thinking of my feet and like <laughs> embracing the things that people think I am. You're like, hold on, let's think this through. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, so pilot conference. Yeah. Two days, one day? One day. One day in Vegas. Super fun. In Vegas she at Vegas the link. Me. You heard that right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> well, you said you would go to Vegas with me so that we could see John Legend and that hasn't happened. That's true. I keep looking at flights too. And then I, I actually even said it to Mr. Boyfriend, like, three times in the past 10 days i'm like i gotta get i gotta get on southwest and keep an eye on these freaking flight deals and yeah. pin down dates to yeah. go to vegas with my South, southwest i found out so i went to uh these different presentations by southwest and united and american and delta the and uh, and southwest is planning on hiring over two thousand new pilots in the next two years. Mm. And so is United and American. I mean, there's a huge pilot shortage. And That's females- true. That's and why all these flights are getting canceled because they are, time out. Yeah, and, and female Asians are in high demand. High demand, I say. But I don't want to be hired because I'm female or Asian. Why? Because I want to be hired for my talent and being Asian and female. Well, I mean, they're not going to hire you if you can't do the job. Exactly. Of course. Just a of bonus course. is yes. that you're checking all these boxes yes. that they need to. I know. Their little but. racist ass needs to. <laughs> <laughs> but, Just kidding. Uh, Southwest probably not racist. I don't know anything. I don't know. I don't know about the others. I don't know. Southwest <laughs> is pretty awesome. Oh, yeah, I'm not really I really sure. like Southwest. Uh, but I don't know. Uh, everybody was talking to me and trying to talk me into doing a career change. 
<laughs> Didn't I do this on the last intro we recorded or the yeah. one of the last two intros we recorded? I said, I've decided you need to quit dentistry and just fly private. Yes. Like just be for hire, a gun for hire. Like, Actually, yeah. So I'm thinking about doing hire. that. Yeah, happy wings for hire. I like that. Like, fuck this. Dentistry and teaching is so stressful. I mean, you got a couple more years to go, right? Before you. Yeah, at least. Because. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the harm in like finishing this pilot thing, fly for fun a little yeah. bit on the side. And, and I can work my dentistry around it too, or work yes. it around my dentistry. Yes, so, you can. Yeah. You I'm, just have to make sure your teaching schedule isn't making you absolutely crazy and yeah. sleep because you need yeah. to be refreshed for flying. Yeah. But I might, I might demote myself. I might not keep climbing oh. the uh, university ladder, the academic ladder. This is the first time I've ever been excited to hear someone demote themselves. Really? Yeah. I've been thinking about it more and more because, you know, for the longest time, people plant ideas in my head and they're like, Miley, you could be dean. Or have you ever considered being president of the university? And I, 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 I actually thought of that, but I never thought I could do it. But now that I think I can do it, I'm like, now that I know I can do it, I don't know if I really want yeah, to do it. I like it. that you rephrased it. Now that I think I can, I mean, now that I know yeah. I can. Well, what happened was before people would suggest it and I'd push the idea away because I didn't think I could. Oh. But now, now I feel like if I, if I were given the opportunity, I think I'm capable of being a dean or a president of a university. Like I, like by the time I made it, I would be secure and confident in my skills. And yeah, now that you're I have talking that, like 15 to 20 course. years down the road. Right. And that's what I mean. I don't, you're like, I, Jesus, yeah. do I want to? Right. Now it's like, not like, could I, it's like, do I want to? Yeah. Like chapter one is dentist, teacher, Miley. Yes. And now you're focused on chapter two. And do you really want that to be administrator? Right. And I like where I'm at right now, where I do clinical and administrator. So I don't know if I, even though now I know I can go more or further, don't know if I want to. Because <laughs> there's a lot of other things in my life that I want to fill it, you know, fill with instead of just administrator stuff. I mean, yeah. it'd be a great way to build a legacy to be the dean or the president of a university and be able to inspire and shape the education of future but future people. But I mean, I'm kind of doing that already mm -hmm. and I don't have to do it at the dean or president level. Mm -hmm. um, but I can also, I was also thinking about maybe teaching pilots too, like being a certified flight instructor. Yeah. And that's another way to shape and build the future too. And influence. Yeah, and I've always been more of a hands-on person. When you, What I've learned is the higher up you go, you think more big picture, you're more disconnected from the actual, like if we were to say students or graduates or doctors were yeah. the product, you're more disconnected from the product because mm -hmm. you're thinking of all of the operations. But I'm more of a, like, let's sit down and get to know each other and let me see how I can help you individually. That's the kind of person, I think that, I, I'm trying to, I'm still finding myself. I think I'm always going to be finding myself. <laughs> no, I get that. Because when I was administrating in the university, like I'd gone from front office dental mm, mm -hmm. to managing clinic staff to more administrative end, but still overseeing all of the operations. And um, it was fun to make the climb. It was like, oh, okay, I did that. Yeah. <laughs> and then at some point you just go, okay next like this is kind of I, well, I did all these things yeah. and I know I can and now I did and then yeah and then the further up you went the farther away you were from direct patients yeah so anytime I did pass through the clinic I almost always saw a patient I knew or remembered me from the front office yeah. days and and they would say oh my gosh hi, I haven't seen you in so long like where have you been and that those were fun little moments to catch up on yeah. things like that uh and you do miss that being like a higher up who you know, it's rare people confide in you at that level, like only people on your level. So yeah. like the team rarely feels like they want to tell you lots of things until things really get yeah. angsty and then they have to tell you, but um, you lose touch with some of that yeah. stuff and it's just a natural. It is. It's part of the job. Progression. Yeah. yeah in the, that system. But right. I mean, cause right now I'm more disconnected from the students than I ever were before. I mean, yeah. before I was on the floor four days a week and now I'm not mm -hmm. on the floor as much. And so, cause I'm handling so many other staff things, operation yeah. stuff, team stuff that I'm not directly working with the students day in, day out. And so yeah. I, I miss that. And I wonder if I'm the, I prefer that more than, I mean, I like both, both yeah. has its perks, but I just, you know, I wonder if I'm more the one-on-one -on -one type as opposed to like the higher level stuff. Now that I know I'm capable of doing the higher level stuff. Yeah, it's fun to do for a while, but yeah. that doesn't mean that's 
all I want to do forever and ever. And especially when in that environment in particular, I would look at some of the higher ups, the people, you know, director level dean stuff, and they were so freaking stressed out. Yeah, that's the other thing. So many people have been having heart attacks and other things. I'm like, I actually might be okay where I'm at. Like, I don't think, I don't know if I want to go. I mean, yeah, I don't know if I want to keep going higher than where I am right now. Serious health complications for a lot of people that were high up in that specific then Clinic. I was also thinking, like, if I were to be a pilot, that's also a stressful job, too, because you have people's lives in your hands, too. I so. mean, you could murder people in dentistry. It gets on the news every that's now and then. It too. happens. It does. But maybe less likely. And you're teaching. Know. You could be teaching. <laughs> so I used to joke around. You've probably heard me say this before. Like, people would say, don't you get your dental work done here at the school? I'd be like, oh, I'm not letting those little murderers touch me. <laughs> yeah. So, like, <laughs> I mean, you have 80 doctors yeah. in your hands every year. Like they're either going to learn to keep people alive, especially in the medically complex community. They're either going to keep people alive or they're going to kill them all. I know. (laughs) Or they're going to kill some piloting, I guess. So, so honestly, I don't see a lot of difference. Like you're creating these little people to go out into the world and hopefully not kill people. That's true. Yes. Okay. Versus when you're flying, you just have to rely on yourself. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. I love it. Thanks. I love private piloting as chapter two for you. I like it. I like it. Let's just. Not entirely for selfish reasons. <laughs> well, maybe like 3%. Uh, or more. It's okay to have more. Okay, I five. am excited to finally, hopefully get my freaking license soon. And then I can take you up in the air. I'm excited. But uh, I finally made some progress. I believe I have a primary instructor now. I just need her to confirm Uh, I have to make the official ask but I picked my primary instructor and we found a uh, a deputy pilot examiner for my actual check ride oh cool so I feel like I am so close now I just have to actually hunker down and get my stuff together and then sit for the test and get my freaking license and then I can start flying people around that's one person so cool. at a time because there's it's only a two seater plane. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. So so you wrapped your head around your new instructor. Yes, and she's the person who's going to awesome. take you through the next steps. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, yeah, just the last steps. That's exciting. <sighs> I can't wait yeah. to hear more about Thanks. her and your flights yeah. together. Yeah. Hey, last week you were going to tell us that you watched all of Bridgerton season two. Oh, I forgot about this. Yes. Do you want to tell our listeners now? Because I think <laughs> I told everybody about it when you I did? watched it. Uh, oh, yes, yes, yes. I thought you were saying that you told everybody that I watched it. No. <laughs> I only talked about when I watched it okay. and that I watched it the first time through the lens of someone who'd read the book really Got pretty you. recently okay. um, or the whole series I should say and I'd read the book you know within the last year uh and I kind of went through it nitpicking the differences between the book and the show and didn't love some of the choices they made with the way they progressed the Mm. timeline in the show versus the book but the second time I watched it I just watched it to watch it like as a show for entertainment Uh instead of (laughs) seeing if they could comparing the yeah, yeah hold all the stuff that I felt in the book and I enjoyed it much more the second oh, time. Oh, good. Okay. Well, I, I probably enjoyed it to the point where that you liked it probably, the first time. Yeah, I really did like it. And uh, uh, the way I broke the news to Mandy was I texted her at 4 a.m. in the morning. And I was just like, I just finished the whole season yeah. <laughs> in one sitting. I got it when I woke up and I was so confused. I just, I didn't know what was happening. I'm like, what, what? Yeah. Where? Oh wait, oh wait, it's 4 a.m. She literally just watched <laughs> the whole thing the through. Whole season. So I think it, it was one night when I was just I, I was just having one of those nights. <laughs> As I was I was sad or mad or something and I was like yeah. I just need something to I'm feeling angsty. Make me feel better or <laughs> or just keep my mind off of things. Take you somewhere else. Yeah, take me somewhere else where I don't have to be so sad or stressed or whatever it was that night. And I was like, okay, I'll just watch an episode. <laughs> <laughs> Lies. <laughs> I think I started, what, there's what, uh, eight, eight, eight episodes? Yeah. yeah. So I started about eight o'clock. Mm-hmm. I watched the first episode. I'm like, oh, okay. But I, like I think it. each one's 45-ish minutes yeah, long. it is, 45. Because so. I finished around four-ish. It's like six plus, plus hours yeah. if you're just watching it straight mm-hmm. through. Yeah. So uh, No pee breaks. Well, no well, food breaks. For me know. there. Well, yeah. Well, I got, uh, <laughs> you know me. Uh, but yeah, so... And I really liked it. And I think I resonated a lot with the two, like the lead female and the lead male, just because they're both older siblings. And I felt a lot of, or I I was able to understand a lot of that 
older sibling responsibility, yes. but also that torn between like, do you, do you honor your family or do you honor your own life and what you want and like who you love and is really lo- like, is, does, is real, is love really real? Like, is it <laughs> like, is, is it just, yeah just random like hormones or is it really like, do you truly love someone? And that was like floating around in my head a lot. And yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's a good uh, assessment of season two. Cause like part Cause of it was Anthony like, he does not believe in love. Yeah. He's like, it doesn't exist. Yeah. He was swept off his feet by this, you know, seductress in season one. And she was yeah. like, no, we're done. You can't fuck with me no more. Get out. And he was heartbroken that he couldn't like, play with his little toy anymore and when she was like no you're not you're not your head's not right we're not in the right space we're not in the right class we'll never fit together this is done so he was all like I've decided to get married and love doesn't I don't need love I'm just gonna make a practical decision yes very practical and and I think part of it was for the family yeah and then when he started to feel that kind of love in my head I'm like is it really just because you can't have what you you know like do you want what Uh, you can't have yeah or is it really love is what was going on in my mind. Yeah. And because I think I have gone through similar things and I'm like, man, I could totally relate to this character. Yeah. And, and then the female lead, you know, was going through very similar things as well. Well, we know that Anthony's character, we don't get on a huge Bridgerton ramp, no. but Anthony's character has abandonment issues yes. with his father dying. And he saw that right. when he was very young. That's Oh a, yeah, his, abandonment and the grief. That yes. was a big part of it too. Yeah, and not really processing it and holding on to it and thinking his fate would be similar, thinking he would die young. Things like, you know, very similar, the how, the how his, dad, his dad's life ended and... Uh, yeah, it's and then of, his mom's reaction, right? So yes, that's they one did a of the, really good job of that in the show. It, the wonderful job because it reminded me a lot of the grief that my mom went through mm-hmm. when we lost my dad. Yeah, and so I think for me, part of, and maybe for some people too, like sometimes it we're scared to fall in love mm-hmm. because we're scared of what happens if we lose that. Like if we love too much, yeah, what happens if like eventually this we will be taken yeah, from me? Exactly, I don't want that. Exactly, yeah. And so I, that really spoke to me too. I mean, my personal take on that is uh, you don't know you're alive until you've lost yeah. something so real. Yeah. And like that's what life is about. Yes. <laughs> Let's go with that. Like, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's part of the gamble. It's part it of is. the fun. And like everything ends. Yeah. That's something that I've been trying to remind myself. Yeah. Like your and, teaching career. Yeah. It may end pilot. one day. <laughs> Right? Yes. Like you're coming to yeah. this point where you're like, I can kind of see my teaching that's, with dentistry. Yeah. Like, and that's why like, but when, you know, going back to like the whole love yeah. and relationships, sometimes what happens is uh, oftentimes people don't want to start a relationship because they're scared and they're, they don't want to take the gamble. But yeah, that's the thing too. Like some, it's, it's worth it. Yeah. Or at least you got to believe that it's worth it. Even if faith, yeah. hope, mm-hmm. <laughs> My least favorite words. Yes. Yes. <laughs> they did a really good job in the book, uh, the second Bridgerton book, with writing how Anthony wa- worked his way through that oh, whole process. It okay. wasn't as shown. Like, I don't. I it wasn't. Yeah. The show didn't really show you how he processed the fact that, holy shit, I just fell in love. With, like, in the book, he yeah. married her and then fell in love oh. with her. Like, he had deep feelings and they had this fiery thing. Mm-hmm. And, but he married her and then it at some point he was trying to still really distance himself from her after they got married. And then at some point he was like, fuck, I love her. (laughs) And his brothers were like, you idiot. You love your wife. Go home to your wife. So they did it a little differently. That is different from the the TV series. So I was struggling watching the show. Like we're not seeing Anthony evolve into falling for this girl. No, that's true. So he kind of did it in the, I don't know, one of the last episodes. Like, it was. I want you, like made this big declaration and there was a little bit of it leading up to Very that. Very little, But it yeah. was right mm-hmm. at the end. It was like, God dang it, I like her. You know, yeah. and I'm like, I want They could have done another episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they could have, you know, it's fine. It was still a good show. Yeah, it was great. The dancing was fun. The music was good. Um, costuming? Costumes were okay. They didn't, ha- they, they weren't as focused on all the different parties and themes as right. they were in the first season. Yeah. And this one you got hunting. So you saw some oh, yeah. hunting costumes and they were in the country a lot more than yep. the city. So you got a lot of country, like more relaxed wear, 
you know, different type of balls. I do like how <laughs> the female balls. lead was kind of contrary to a lot of the traditional boys stuff, like the hunting that you oh, mentioned. Yeah. And Very feminist. Yeah, I liked it. And so mm-hmm. it was like, you assume I can't do this because I'm a girl. Exactly. I'm a woman. How dare you? So I really like that too. Yeah. Mm. Sometimes she was a little too much for me because they didn't write her that aggressively in the oh. book. And I was like, okay, take it down like one notch. Like, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes she was a little bit much for me. Um, I, I was but- surprised that, um, who's a cute guy from the season one? The main oh, guy? Oh, Reggae Jean Page. He didn't make any appearances oh, I at like, all. I like that you were surprised by that because that was made public like six weeks after they decided they would do season two. They were no, like, no, no, I know. he won't be there. But, but yeah. I was thinking maybe it was like one of those and then they're like, <laughs> surprise, he's making a cameo. Yeah, he, I mean, he really didn't make much of an appearance in the second book beyond their, was it cricket matches? Mm. when they played cricket in the yard. Yeah. Um, he was there for one of those. So it was a bummer that he wasn't there. It just it felt was, like there was an excuse that he wasn't there at any of the events. Yeah, like they didn't, every event, there was an excuse. Yeah, they didn't contract him. And I mean, that's not that uncommon, yeah. I guess, that you don't yeah. always travel with the wife. Like the wife does her thing and the husband does yeah. runs his estates. And, yeah. But yeah, I thought he would for sure, it would be cool to have him in the cricket scenes because it was all couples. Yeah. And couples to be. <laughs> and so it was fun. To, like, it was a fun dynamic with one more couple in there that we just didn't get. Yeah. But, but yeah. the cricket game was still fun to watch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a fun, um, that was a funny scene. Those were funny yeah. scenes. Yeah. I, I recommend Bridgerton too. What about Me you? Me too. Yeah. Totally. I'm glad I made time to watch it. Season three is Colin. Oh. And. Oh, the artist. Is that Colin? No, no, no. no That's Colin. the other one. Um, Colin is the young... Well, oh, Colin is the one with... The uh, traveler. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, yes. The one that almost married Marina. Mm-hmm. No, 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 I'm sorry. Three... Well, the third book was um, was Benedict, the artist. So maybe he's oh. the next season. Because the Colin was book four. Oh, okay. So maybe it is Benedict. Benedict's story was great. One of my favorites. Oh, good. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. I, I hope they do that. Are they contracted to... Yeah. Produce all of the books into... I think they... I mean, typically when TV shows pitch to networks, it's six seasons. Oh, okay. So they may race through all of them or just not tell the two littlest one stories. I'm not sure. Yeah, well, they are little, so... Yeah. I mean, they get older yeah, as the do. years progress and I everybody know. gets older. <laughs> it's interesting because the timelines overlap with Eloise, who's book five, ah. and Colin, who's book four. Like when you're reading the books, mm-hmm, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, things are happening. Like when you get to the fifth book, it's things that were in four are happening kind of concurrently. And it's, oh, 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 okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. But so maybe they'll just mesh a couple. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe we'll just skip the last two kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No one cares about Hyacinth yeah. and yeah. Gregory. Nobody, I mean, yeah. Hyacinth's book was actually really fun. Oh, okay. I, I recommend that one. Oh. Okay. Gregory's was okay. It's always like this love you can't have. Like yeah, it's always. It's there's always just this chase. Yeah. But they're good books. I like I'm them. Glad. I have no, um, I'm sorry. I do have one new TV rec. Oh, okay. It's called How to Build a Sex Room. Oh. On Netflix. And it's this designer, this British woman, Melanie Rose. She's known as a designer for a long, long time. She designs rooms for people. But now she's, somehow she got into the realm of, building sex rooms so it's eight episodes and there's about one and a half couples per episode so sometimes it rolls over into the next Ah. one which is kind of like a great way to keep you watching because you're like i need to know what's up with their room so all sorts of different couples um you know heteronormative black white all over the place race and sexual preference and gender all these things it's everywhere but it's all these different crazy awesome like sex it. rooms there's so okay. many sex toys so much sex furniture oh it's really interesting done it's fun seeing what people I'll are into <laughs> here you go uh, it's really fun seeing what people are into okay. and it's definitely sparks some conversation like okay if you watch it or if you have a person around watch it together it sparks some fun conversation hmm. i think that's my I'll only add it to my uh next date idea list <laughs> let's watch how to build this maybe save it for like date Three, four? date yeah. four. Okay. I don't know if you're like sleep with them on the third date type. I mean, sure, watch it on the third date. <laughs> Bring out your like just suddenly open the coffee drawer and it's like or the coffee table drawer and it's full of toys. You're like, oh. what do you think about these? <laughs> I like it. I don't know. Find out. 
All right. Well, um, anything new and good in your life? I'm pet sitting and house sitting. On the other side of South Mountain. Yes. In the far, far corners of, (laughs) in the gallows of Phoenix. Uh, House sitting uh, for a friend and watching her cat and dog. I think they're actually her kids' pets. Oh. One of the her stepson's dog oh. and then her daughter's cat. But they're responsible for them in the end. And on and off, the kids are also on vacation with them for the month. So I'm in her house for the next month, uh, traveling back and forth to my house to bake and, you know, come here and do other things. But so far, I'm watching the dog and the cat and it's going okay. Uh, we rescued a tiny little gecko that got in the house yesterday oh. from being a victim of the cat. So oh. that was exciting. Uh, it, it lived, it ran away. Oh, so good. we're pretty sure it's alive somewhere and kicking and hopefully doesn't come back in the house because the yeah. cat will get it next time. And, uh, you know, just trying to keep up with little demon kitty. The demon kitty. He's a psycho. He is so rambunctious and, you know, he's like one of those cats that every now and then will just run out and attack your legs. He's ah. been fairly gentle for the most part, but a couple times I'm like, hey, 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 hey. I feel Ooh, those claws. Yeah. Um, and this morning at around 3.30 in the morning, I heard him meowing like a maniac mm. outside the bedroom. And then he got the door open. They have levered handles and he just jumps up and pulls on the lever and it pops the door open. Smart. Okay. Yeah, it was super. All of a sudden there was the cat was on the bed and I'm all, oh. what is this? Wow. <laughs> So lock the door yeah. next time. Um, I Yeah, so the dog is much more chill. The dog like is totally willing to just roll over and be a pet and oh, play. I'll let her outside. She'll, you know, tug on the rope. But the cat's a psycho. Um, <laughs> so I'm probably taking both of them up to Flagstaff in a couple of weeks to their house. The same people own a house yeah. in Flagstaff. So I'm probably going to take them both animals up to Flagstaff in a few weeks because the cat can be let outside in Flagstaff. Oh. There aren't many predators around there yeah, and good. he'll just roam the yard and he always comes back, she says. So if you let him outside, he can get a lot more of his energy you know, out energy out than he can in Phoenix. So I'm like, I'm running around the house with these crazy little cat toys, you know, he can chase and play. I'm like, I'm trying to wear this cat out. I need a laser pointer. Yeah, I'm trying to wear this cat out. And they also have like toys that... You can put battery-powered toys that will <gasps> run around and uh, the, the cat will just chase. Oh, I should turn the Roomba on. I wonder if he'll chase oh, the Oh, yeah, Roomba. yeah, the Roomba. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just trying to wear out the cat right now. The yeah. dog is like two-ish, maybe. Oh. The dog is chill. Okay. She's so happy just laying around most of the day. She'll play with some toys. She likes what kind running. of dog? She's a mutt. I don't know. Oh, okay. She's a medium-sized dog. She's got longish black hair fur. Um, I don't know. She looks kind of scary, because she has like she's black and she has these big pearly white teeth oh. like fangy teeth you know <laughs> but she's not a huge dog and yeah. she's just a puppy and she barks really loud like oh. her bark is oh. super you're like oh shit there's a big dog in that house <laughs> and then it's just Bailey you know ah. <laughs> um, but I'm sure it sounds terrifying to the FedEx people because anytime some deliberate yeah. person rolls up she's like rrr, rrr, it's a big old bark and it just wow. echoes in the powerful house. I like it and I jump no matter where I am I'm like oh ah. Jesus God <laughs> So yeah, getting used to that. Okay. Yeah. Good. I'm glad you're having a great time. Yeah. With the psycho cat and the I managed to get back dog. to sleep this morning oh, around 5.30 a.m. Oh. for a couple hours. Okay. So that was nice. Yeah. Good. Yay. That's just keeping the cat from literally chewing on my laptop cord and anything else that's dangling off the counter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, good. Yay. <laughs> We're working on it. Uh, house sitting part two, pet sitting part two next week. Yeah. Yeah. Find out about that. We'll see where I'm at with it next week. Yes. I'm here for a whole month. You've only been there like a day and a half, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Out of, we'll see how know, it is after one week. 28 days, one down, 27 <laughs> to go. One night down, 27 to go. Oh, man. Pray, awesome. Pray for me. <laughs> You'll be fine. You'll be great. <laughs> Thank you. What and, and, you know, in light of my new altered living situation, uh, some nighttime relief or relaxation is in order which goes into what we're talking about today's episode. Oh, right. Yes, I do want to talk about the today's episode, but we also forgot that we had your birthday. Oh, yeah. I had a birthday. You had a birthday. It was so low-key. It was nice. Yeah. Yeah. We just went out happy hour with drinks. Mr. Boyfriend and I did dinner, and then oh. the group of us went and had so, a happy yeah. hour, and then after, you know, a couple happy hours, um... <laughs> Uh, and you made a cake 
I did. I randomly made a cake. I accidentally baked too many cake layers. Ah. And so that day, like one o'clock. It was really good. I I whipped up. Yeah. I kind of was conjuring up how I wanted to frost it and finish it. So the marble cake ended up getting a pistachio frosting, some Mm. matcha frosting that I shook just straight matcha powder into some frosting. Did a little matcha frosting, starburst, salted caramel, crushed up uh, roasted pistachios and a little extra fleur de sal. And it was so good. Nice. Yeah. And then uh, after a few happy hours, Shireen and her guy and me and my guy went to another little bar and had a couple more beers. And they have a ton of games out on the bar. So we went there and like messed around with trivia, played some Mario Kart. It was wild. Oh, I miss Mario Kart. I I love Mario Kart. This was on the Switch and I'm so not as good at Mario Kart on the Switch as I am. Nintendo 64. On N64 because I just don't know the tracks is pigeon dad have n64 yes oh he has the same one we I need to make friends again i need to make friends with pigeon dad because i would love to play mario kart on n64 maybe i'll add that to the next date list too. why do you need to make friends with him when i have it you have an n64 yeah oh well then let's start playing at your place more often <laughs> i think we just need to play on the switch at cena's oh yes let's do that cena has the switch i just don't know if she has enough controllers hmm We'll find out. Yeah. I definitely need to play Mario Kart. It is Mm -hmm. on my list. I have moved it up the priority list. It's fun. I need to get better at the races on the Switch because rarely are people playing them on the 64. I'm used to being last. I'm good. I'm just there to play. (laughs) I'm just there to have fun. Uh, I'm used to not being last. (laughs) And I did not like not placing in the top four. I was like, it's fine. It's my birthday. You guys could let me win one. (laughs) Fucking jerks. Oh, sounds like you had a great time. I'm sorry I had to leave early. Shereen, the best friend ever, obviously always came in after me. Oh, so good. she See, let me. She knows. Yeah, she let yes. me get ahead of her. Good. So that was my birthday yeah. present, part of it for me. Mr. Boyfriends <laughs> need to recognize. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, yeah it's my birthday. Me. Let me etiquette. Make. Birthday etiquette. Shit. <laughs> Wait till it's uh, Mr. Boyfriend's birthday and I beat him in some yeah, game. Yeah, exactly. Pick a game yeah. and beat him. Sorry, I left early. I had to. I had a flight the next day at like three a.m., four a.m. for the pilot expo, and I was exhausted because I had been oh, doing yeah. early morning flights before that. So mm. I don't know. It's okay. Waking up early is just really making me tired. You came out. Yeah. You hung out. It was fun. It's I was all so happy. Fun. Happy, happy, happy birthday, Mandy. Thank you. Thank all you. right. Today's episode. <laughs> Today's episode. Red, red wine. Yes. Red, red wine. <laughs> I knew she would sing it. <laughs> I actually don't know the rest of the song. Does it me make either. me feel so fine? I don't know. I think I'm making things up. I don't know. I just know the red, red wine wine part. <laughs> Stay close to me. I don't know. I'm not yeah. good at this. Anyways, we're talking about red wine today. Yes. And we're going to taste a few. Uh-huh. We brought a couple. I have some uh, good recs. I know one is a good recommendation. Oh, good. Perfect. From a friend. I haven't tried it yet. And I have another one that's kind of a funny joke for you. Oh, okay. And then I have another one that's just another one to try. Oh, okay. And then I brought one. Yes. And uh, I actually got it as a gift from an ex guy that I dated. And it's actually really good. We had, like, he bought one for us to share and then he bought me one to keep. (laughs) Good. I hate when people bring you wine and then they drink half of it. I'm like, hey, (laughs) did you bring this for me or not? And I completely forgot when I showed it to you and you're like, oh, what's the one with the label of the birds? And I I was like, I wonder where I got this. (laughs) And it took me a while to figure out. And I was like, I know. I. I know where I got this. Like I've got, I was like, just how like, did this end up huh? in my possession? And I, then I remembered, oh, the birds. Cause I remember him calling it the birds too. And I was like, oh, ah. the wine was called the birds. Yeah. It was <laughs> Cause you look at it and you can't really tell the label, right? You yeah. just see a bunch of birds on it. And yeah. um, it was really good. Actually, I think we drank it the night we broke up, <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of sad. I'm jealous you had a breakup with wine. Yeah. The wine could have contributed to the oh. argument. Oh, there was an argument. Well, mostly him yelling at me. I just stayed quiet. Oh. When I drink, I oh, get God. quiet. Yeah. Well, there really wasn't an argument then. No. It was an attack. Yeah. Anyways, whatever. I'm thinking about let's, it. I'm let's like, drink. Mm, it's not an <laughs> argument unless you participate. Yeah. Give well, him, mm, give him whatever. the business right back. Mm, you should have live streamed me. I would have told you what to say. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's drink. I'm into it. Let's do it. Let's okay. go. Okay. The microphone is live. It's hot. <laughs> hot. I like this, uh, what's it called? Jargon? Industry jargon? Yeah. Podcast jargon? Mm-hmm, Hi, Miley. Mm-hmm. 
Hi, Mandy. I'm coming back with a hello to you now that we're like actually in the episode uh, and see. we're getting ready to sip some red yes. wines. Red, red wine. So one of my red wines is not even a red wine. It's a rosé. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but I like it and it's pretty. It's now, a really cool bottle. Mm-hmm. Um, Have you had this before? No. Okay, cool. But it was recommended by a friend. Okay. We've talked about Dawn a few times yes. on here. Dawn goes by the Instagram Living Uncorked. Okay. I like I th- that. I think. I'm going to double check it right now. I'm like, she changed it recently, so I'm not sure if that's 100%. Um, yes, living.uncorked. So Dawn had tried this one recently, and when she posted I was like, oh, I, you know, a rosé in the summer? Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she gave it good review. So I randomly was at Sprouts and found it there. So I thought, oh, shit, I'm going to try this. So it's a Tempranillo. Rosé, uh, made with organic grapes, vegan friendly. And I just thought that the whole, everything about the company was really cool. Um, they just give back and 1% for the planet. Uh, I just, I don't know, really liked, I looked up their website and I really liked everything they stood for. It's longwines.com. So uh, it's Tempranillo. I thought there was, oh, it is 100% Tempranillo. So we talked a little bit, I think, about rosé in our last white wines episode where we talked about basically how red wines and white wines and pressing the skins. So the reason a rosé is this blush color is because they press the skins just for a really short time. Yeah. So you just get a little bit of that color, a little bit of that tannin for like structure to the wine, but not too much. So it's not a full-blown red. Like Tempranillo is a red wine. It's a red dark black grape. Um, Got you. I was going to ask you what Tempranillo meant or what it was. So it is a grape yes. that is red. Yes. So, well, technically a black grape variety. Got you. Black grape variety of and native to Spain. Native to Spain. And uh, the wine itself is a light pinkish color or peachy color because they just did not uh, press on the skin of the black grape as much. Correct. Got you. I like this. Okay. Yeah. So we get this really pretty. Tempanillo like, Rosado. Rosé wines can be, rosé wines can be pink, orange, or kind of a blend of the two. I forget. I'm already forgetting what they call it. I left my tasting card at home today. That's I'm okay. so silly because I'm disorganized mm. and not at home home. That's okay. Is that a fly on the? I think it's, I don't know. Is that a fly? It might be a fly. It might be a fly. <laughs> it says Tempan. Tempranillo, there's an R in there. Tempranillo Rosado. Yeah, I think that's in Spanish. Mm-hmm. Rosado. Rosado. Uh, yeah, 100% Spain. Spain. Uh, product of Spain. Tempranillo, again, a local to Spain grape. Um, but grown like Rioja. It's a bee. Is it a bee? I was going to say, I thought it was a bee because it was planet friendly. <laughs> Malia? Is that Malaya? Well, if it's Spanish, it's probably Malaya. Probably. And named after the rare bee... And though for uh, Malia or Malaya, I guess this wine made with organic grapes is made without toxic pesticides that can harm bees and other insects. Yes. Oh, I, like, I love it. I like. Uh, it was the first Spanish wine brand to support one for the planet, one percent for the planet. So I guess part of their sales going back to help the environment, yeah. planet, etc. I love it. It describes it as a brilliant salmon pink. Isn't it pretty? It's a really pretty pretty Mm -hmm. rosé. Mm-hmm. Should we... 12% alcohol. Oh, that's nice. That's a stronger... So like red wine, you know, tends to be 13 and a half, sometimes hitting 14. Uh, So 12% is going to be a little bit easier on the alcohol because it's closer to a white wine. But, uh, you know, and white wines are usually falling around 11. Yeah, I like that there's a vegan stamp on here. Yeah. There's another stamp that's C-A-E-C-V. That's, I think and that's I'm, Spanish for something. It's a Spanish Yeah, it's probably certified stamp. something agriculturally yeah. certified vegan. It's really pretty, and it's transparent. Yeah, it's gorgeous. It's very, it's nice. It's very clear. Pretty. It's got a really yeah. pretty pink color. Um, Let's try it. Yeah, I think the bottle describes it as fruity. So Strawberries, I saw that on the see label. You, yeah, rosé, you will typically get strawberry-ish mm. flavors, but... Again, I don't know if I've had a Tempranillo rosé before, so I'm excited to try this. Smells a little strawberry. I don't, I need a, I need a better nose. Does it smell fruity to you? It does. Or do you smell alcohol? I smell alcohol. Okay. That's fair. Thank you for giving (laughs) me the option to alcohol, because I was like, I don't know what I smell. If you smell a little deeper, like a little longer, maybe you get some fruit. Ah, okay. Taking a deep breath. Kind of, yeah. Mm -hmm. Definitely red fruit smell. 
Nice. Yeah. Smooth, mm-hmm. soft. Aesthetic. I, it's making my mouth water. And I can uh, taste a little bit of strawberries. Hits me in like that little side of your jaw mm. that like, ooh, yeah, works. this is makes, good. Makes I everything like wake up. Mm-hmm. Really nice texture. It is. Light, but it has a little bit, a little bit of body to it. Feels really smooth in your mouth. Like, feels nice. Mm-hmm. Sometimes wines are really, really light. I think we talked about that in the white episode where it's like comparing orange juice, no pulp to orange juice with some pulp to orange juice with a lot of pulp. You know, it's like a heavy feeling. This is very light. It's light, but it's got a little bit of body to it. It's Mm. not as light as maybe uh, Sauve Blanc. I think we tried a Sauve Blanc. Yeah. (laughs) Miley's face says, I have no idea. I don't remember. (laughs) All in all, your thoughts on the wine? It's good. It's would, pretty. Would you drink it again? If it was one of the choices, I'd probably, you know, like versus a red wine or a white wine, I'd probably pick the rosé. The pink one? Yeah. <laughs> I will say <laughs> Because this, it's lighter. Yeah. The others are, I think a lot of white wines and red wines, they're just, I don't know, the flavor's too strong or too bitter for me. Yeah. This one, I can taste a little bit of the sweetness, which makes me- like it a little bit more because it's fruity it's yeah. light it's mm-hmm. light in body and it's yeah. fruity and honestly this would probably be a really good wine for summer barbecue so ah yes i got this at sprouts which okay. is in this part of the world um and i think in california colorado it's i think further east it's a different chain but um malaya m-e-l-e-a i will post a picture on the instagram yeah. so people can see it and it's uh, on the label there's a big b on yes it. it's a fancy b it's very fancy <laughs> and, red uh, b with yellow wings i think I only spent about 13 bucks oh, on okay. it. Yeah, yeah. So it really wasn't too expensive. It may have been on sale. I for, When I went to Sprouts, I found a bunch of things on sale. So I'm pretty sure I spent 15 or less on the bottle. Yeah. And it's really tasty. I would Honestly, pay for that. Yeah. It'd go great with your barbecue because you could drink this with anything, whether you're having chicken mm. or like a brat. Some, it won't overpower anything and it won't make your food taste funky. Oh, I like that. So, great. I love that you suggest the whole... Yes, it might go well with food. No, probably not. So I like that. Oh, yeah. White wines pair with food a lot easier than red wines do. Um, White wines you can eat with spicy food, whereas red wine, high acid, high alcohol, doesn't, it like tends to make the fire more in your mouth. So not always a great pairing. Um, This will go really nice with just about anything or sit down and have apples and cheese. Oh, yeah. I would definitely have this with like a charcuterie board of A charcuterie board. Is that what you said? What is it called? A charcuterie. What'd I say? It's not like you said carcuterie. <laughs> <laughs> At least you didn't say shark coochie, which <laughs> charcuterie, which char- was a oh, thing. Wait, I charcuterie. Really? Yeah. It's like C H A R C U T E. Char charcuterie. Yeah, charcuterie, 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 charcuterie. Char- whatever. <laughs> Um, a board with stuff on it. Yeah, this would go really nice with some soft cheeses, Ooh, brie, yes. um, fontina, mm. um, something creamy, camembert. Uh, gouda? I, I like gouda. Gouda That's will a go hard well. Cheese? Gouda oh, will go okay. well. Gouda is a hard cheese, yeah, yeah, and it's a little different. But yeah, <laughs> gouda, it would go well with gouda. And oh, like, okay. I think fresh fruit. I think like nibble on some apples, mm. nibble on some things. Um, Lightly fruity, like apples, maybe some grapes, maybe uh, pear slices, drizzle yeah, a little I honey think. or agave on them. Yeah. Yeah. It, it would go really well with this. I'm into it. I'd drink that again for sure. I'm going to drink the rest of the bottle, so. Yes, you're going to have to because I won't. <laughs> Not today. I, uh, yeah. Mm. Okay, next. So next we have a red blend. Remember the white blend? Oh, yes. Uh, the blend. It was a blend of different berries. Yes. Or so different grapes. grapes. Yeah. yeah, different grapes. And we didn't know which ones. No, but, you know, I remember that I did, of the white wines, I enjoyed the blend most. You did. So I have a red blend by the oh. same company. And ah. we, again, do not know what grapes are in this. <laughs> okay. So this is the Florina. Last week I brought the Florina white wine. This is the Florina red blend. Uh, produced in California. And it doesn't really give you much more specifics, I don't think, than that. Besides, it's uh, Central Coast, maybe. Notes of cinnamon, nutmeg, herbs, raspberry, blueberry. Okay, there you go. With a earthy, velvety finish. 
Yeah, so there's probably some Merlot grape in here. There's There could be a Merlot lot of- Merlot is a type of grape? Yes. I did not know that. So most of the wines are named after the grape. Cabernet Sauvignon that, is a grape. That's a grape. Yes. I didn't know that either. Merlot is a grape. Uh, Tempranillo oh. is a grape. I've known a lot of different types of grapes. I didn't even know it. You do. So that's what's tricky about American wines tend to just name their wines after the grape. In European labeling, which I talked about a little bit in the white wine episode, it's not so obvious. You oh. just have to know what grapes they're planting in what regions. Oh. Like if it says, you know, um, if it's an Alsace wine or if it's uh, like the Loire Valley, you're like, oh, I know it. You know what I mean? You just have to, that's why I took that freaking wine course so that I would know what grapes I'm buying when I'm buying bottles of wine. Oh, I like it. I like it. Um, but yes, American labeling, they're labeling it for the grape that's in the bottle. 13% alcohol. Which is pretty on par for a red yeah. wine. Yeah, 13 is pretty average, 13 and a half. And if, if it's Zinfandel, it's usually 14 and up. Is that a Zinfandel grape? Zinfandel is a grape. Ah. Yes. Um, we're not talking about white Zinfandel here, people. We're no. talking about a red wine. Yes, I'm sorry. Zinfandel. I just wanted to check in with you to see if Zinfandel was a type of grape. Yeah, sometimes people get into wine. Uh, their entry wine is white Zin, which is this uh, pinkish wine. Yeah, it, I've had it. You know, it's yeah. it's an entry wine. Like, if you're going to get started on a wine, it's an okay one to start on. Huh, I see. It's not a great wine, though. No, I don't like it as much. Yeah, <laughs> I don't recommend it, <laughs> but it just happens. So huh, whatever. Okay. So this is a Florina. I okay, have let's no try it. idea what's in it. Um, I will admit that I did sample this yesterday with Mr. Boyfriend. And you guys drank half the bottle, so it must be good. We each had a glass, yeah. And uh, we had it with pasta. Oh, okay. I, we baked up some penne with a red sauce, mm. some pepper. It was like pizza pasta bake. So we topped it with mozzarella, put some pepperonis. I put some olives in mine. So kind of like pizza toppings mm. in stirred into the pasta and the sauce and then melted mozzarella on top. That sounds really good. All vegan. It was amazing. And this yeah. wine went really well with oh, it. Oh, okay. Smelling it, I definitely smell lots of dark fruits. I get, yeah, dark cherry. Definitely baking spices, like the cinnamon, like they said on there. It's really good. Dark cherry, dark... Um, I guess it is kind of blueberry, raspberry, almost type of smells. I can taste the cherry. Mm. That's about it. It's a nice wine. It's dry. It is dry. You're right. I forgot about that. Okay. <laughs> I should make myself a checklist. I was going to say, do you notice how it kind of pulls yeah. the moisture from your tongue mm -hmm. and leaves it very almost fuzzy feeling? Yes. So my checklist when I'm tasting wine is first, what fruits do I smell and what fruits do I taste? Then is it dry or is it wet? I'm going to start myself a checklist. Yeah. So it's dry. So you like the rosé had a little bit, it was a little less dry. Yes. Um, left a little almost this residual is, sweetness. Yes. This is also, this not light. No, this one has a medium body. Mm -hmm, medium, mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's got some character. And honestly, I didn't spend a lot on these wines. I think both the Florina bottles were on sale and not crazy expensive. I would probably buy this red one again, especially if I was going to a party with vegans, oh, people who yeah. wanted to drink vegan-specific wine because it's really inexpensive and you can pick up a couple bottles and just be like, here you go, everybody. Yeah, I like it. Okay. Especially if they're just sitting around drinking, you know, yeah. and you're not really looking for like, you know, $40 bottles of wine because I love a good $40 bottle of wine or more or $20 bottle, whatever it is. But sometimes if you're just drinking, it's mm -hmm. like, oh. Yeah. Does anybody even care how good this wine is? Right, right, right. So this is a, a fun wine actually to pass around. I would definitely recommend this one. If you're, if you like a nice, like a, it's a decent red table wine. I can imagine that it goes really well with the pasta that you were talking about. Mm -hmm. It does. It holds up to like all the spices yeah. and the red sauce and the pepperoni. It went really well. It's nice. Like, it's easy drinking. Yeah, I like it. A little, right. little more great, full. Great. If you like Pinot Noir, because that's a light red wine, this one's a little darker. Again, I'm guessing there's a bit more Merlot, maybe a hint of Cab Sauv in there, because those are really popular California grapes. Mm. Um, it's a good wine. Decent yeah. wine. Good. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. I'm glad you like it. You're not a red wine drinker. Mm -mm. But I don't know if it's partly because of the dentist in me. Uh, I know red wine stains teeth. So just in my head, I have a mental block <laughs> against red wine. Um, Sorry for being discriminatory red wines. I mean, my teeth aren't stained and I drink I know. a fair amount of <laughs> red kinda, wine. <laughs> you know, I have mental blocks on some stuff that is weird. I'll drink a fair amount of coffee. <laughs> yeah. Not like a ton of coffee, but I drink maybe half a cup 
of coffee five or six days a week. You can mix them if you're not drinking them. Mary's like, we need a spittoon. Is, is that like a spittoon? Yeah, the things. So when you go wine tasting, they usually oh. have a spittoon on the on the counter or table wherever you are. So you can just taste and spit. Oh. Or if you're just whoa, not into that tasting at all, you just dump it out. Oh. No hard feelings. People do it all the time. Okay. Um, the third wine I brought today is <laughs> a throwback to Miley's uh, Moscato episode where she brought us a barefoot Moscato. I love it. I have, for whatever reason I couldn't remember initially, a barefoot Cabernet Sauvignon. And I thought, how funny when I found it in my wine cooler, I'm going to bring this. This is hilarious. Because Miley it. brought us a barefoot Moscato. And I, we talked... There's almost no information about barefoot on the, it says get barefoot and have a great time <laughs> on the label. It It's Cabernet Sauvignon, so we know what wine is in the bottle. It's 13%. It nice. contains sulfites. It comes out of Cirrus and Modesto, California. All right, then. Um, barefoot is not an expensive varietal. Uh, you can find this just about any grocery store, at least in Arizona, California. Yeah. I find it every Walmart. Yeah, you can find it at Target. Yeah, you can find this stuff. Fries, uh, yeah, fries, sprouts, like everywhere has barefoot. It's a cab, so it's gonna smell a little more boozy. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. I was gonna say, I was like, why does it smell more alcoholy? Yeah. Even though I think it was still at the same thirteen yeah, percent. You, could, you read my mind because I was like, I thought it was the same percentage. Yeah. How come? Eh. Cabernet is a pretty intense grape. Um. This one's probably going to taste a little bit different than the last one. It's yeah. <laughs> it's sweeter to me. Is it? So that could be how Barefoot makes their wine because, again, it's not, mm. you know, yeah. the world's best. Or It's still dry. Yes. It smells like dark fruits to me. This smells like, has plums and black cherries. Mm. Really dark, like stewed fruit. Ah, okay. Like you ever cook fruit way down and it gets yeah. really intense? Like that's how it smells. Okay. Does it taste that way? I haven't tasted it yet. It's good. It's sweeter than the red, no. Yeah, the red blend that we had. Yeah. Oh yeah, still dry, but definitely a lot fruitier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot more fruit forward. I could totally drink this at a party. You would? Yeah. Okay. Barefoot Miley. Got it. Yeah. Barefoot Miley. <laughs> Maybe we should change all of your emails. And this is a throwback to the intro. <laughs> Maybe we should change all of your emails to barefoot flying or barefoot wings <laughs> and barefoot fins. And <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, <laughs> what was the other one? Barefoot, barefoot teeth. Uh, teeth. <laughs> <laughs> that one makes no sense. Uh, but man, Which makes it funnier. Yeah. It's decent. Um, like if I was somewhere and this was the only red wine option, I'd probably drink it. I can taste that the Florina is a little bit more higher quality. I don't know if that's the right word for it, but you can tell that there's more depth to the Florina. Because they've blended grapes there. Right. Oh, okay. So they've brought in different grapes to balance each other and mm. bring out more Okay. Bring out different characters. So sometimes one grape you know, you're, they, they'll make all their wine and then they just start to blend it. So, yeah. So maybe more like monotone versus yeah. not monotone. Yeah. So the Cab Sauv is, it's a pretty typical, honestly, California Cab Sauv. It's, when you taste it, it's really rich. It's mm -hmm. like a little hints of licorice and oh, okay. um, it's decent. They, I, yeah. I, I mean, they're not. It's not know, bad. They're not a high-end wine no. by any means. Um, the Florina, you just, it's a table wine. So yeah. they made their, whatever grapes are in it, they're making their Merlot, they're making their Kebsov, they're making their this, they're making their that, whatever they're throwing into it, some Mouvedra or whatever grapes they've got. And they're making all their wines. And then once they get their wines made, they're tasting them as they're making them and deciding when they're done. Mm -hmm. And because there's no set time limit right on mm -hmm. the aging process so they decide when they're done how much they want of everything like a winemaker's gonna have an idea of that going into it mm. but they might blend and then taste and go oh this is too much of this I want to bring a little less of that a little more of this to make it a little more palate friendly a little easier to drink I want this to be you know a good table wine do you ever go in wanting to make a blend or do you, like in my head, I'm thinking, oh, I make all of, you know, the different wines and then whatever I've left over, 
I make a blend from. <laughs> no, is that not? It's not usually with no. whatever I have left over. There's usually a lot of intention with what they're growing and what they're making. And yeah, they probably purchased these grapes with the intention of making oh, a red blend. Okay, got you. Because it can be much it can be much more difficult if you're, if the farms aren't yours to um, maybe just make a single varietal wine that really mm. is outstanding. So you may capture a bigger audience as a wine on the shelf if you make a table wine, like a, a wine that's friendly to a wider group of people. Oh, okay. Versus making a Merlot, making a cab, making this, making that, and then you know, you're only capturing people who are shopping in that section. I like that. Okay. So for someone who is not much of a winey, why no, I guess. And let's say I'm at a dinner party with six people or eight people, and I've been tasked with selecting the wine for the table. For someone who doesn't know much about wine, would it be kind of uh, helpful if I kind of picked a red blend or a white blend because I would be able to satisfy more of my party as opposed to picking, you know, one specific grape? It could be. And if you know the menu, like if uh -huh. you know what you're eating, that's ah, helpful too. Because okay. like, again, you wouldn't want to buy a high alcohol red wine if you were having Thai food. Of course. Because that's just going to be a little bit difficult. Um, if, if, if you, Miley, get tasked with buying the wine for a dinner party, text me. I got you. Okay. <laughs> uh, that that, that should have been my uh, yeah, my first question. When my primary question was, what do I do if somebody delegates to me to pick the wine? I should, yes, you are correct. I should just text you. Text me. Let me know what you guys are eating <laughs> and if there are any wine snobs in the bunch. Got I'll you. probably recommend, for six people, I'd probably recommend at least two bottles. Yes. One bottle gets you about four glasses uh -huh. of wine. Wine. So okay. you want at least two bottles. So everybody's going to get a glass or if everybody wants a slightly smaller tasting of one, they can. You can all have like three ounces of each bottle. Okay. Usually if I do go to dinner stuff like this and somebody asks me to make the wine selection, I ask who else would like to make the decision? <laughs> I am not the best person to make this decision. See, I've been there before where you stand in the grocery aisles and you're looking at all of those wines or you're at total wine where I, I call total wine church. Cause like <laughs> I hear angels when I walk into that place, oh my gosh. but it's overwhelming. Yeah. If you don't know what you're looking for and you're kind of shopping for people whose wine you don't know, or you don't know their taste in wine. Yeah. And if you're not the biggest, yeah. you know, like drinker and you haven't tried all of the wines, then you're going to have a hard time. So mm -hmm. it gets overwhelming, even in grocery stores where you're like, oh, for God's sake. And Total Wine's great because they have people wandering around that can help you. They'll help you pick something out that's uh, friendly for a group. You know what I mean? You're like, I have dinner party. I'd like to bring a red and a white. What would you suggest for a group of people who drink yeah. wine on occasion only? Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Okay. This is great advice. Yeah, Thank Total you. Wine has people. And some of the fries, which is Kroger owned, some of the fries, Kroger locations, or at least out here on this side of the country, the superstore ones, before COVID, they used to have people in the oh, wine aisles. really? So I don't know if they're still... I haven't seen them around, but I also haven't been around the wine aisles. That's, yeah. Mm. And it's, I think it's only in some of them, like the superstore mm. ones. Some of them had a bar inside. Oh, wow. I don't know if that survived. The, my local one doesn't. Mm -hmm. So oh. I don't know if that survived COVID. But um, if you hit a liquor store or a wine store specifically, they can... They often have a bigger selection or a slightly better selection, and they have people who can direct you to, you know, some some solid purchases. But nice. you can just text me. Yes. I have my own <laughs> wine master expert. Yeah, and I'll point you in some directions and it. say, like, look for this, look for that. And well, talk you're to already the on my speed dial, so I think we're good. <laughs> and then just, again, talk to the person who's yeah. there because they're going to know the stock in their store like so they can help you best. Thank you. You're welcome. But I think, honestly, I think this rosé is a great one for summer barbecues. Me too. Summer... I like that. I like that rosé a lot. And, and when we're barbecuing in Arizona, just so everybody knows, one person goes outside to barbecue and everyone else <laughs> hangs out in the house. Yes. Because it's 110 lately every day. Um, but yeah, I think this rosé would be great for a barbecue. I think this would be great for just about this the Florina. Florina. Great for yeah. just about any dinner mm -hmm, get together. Mm -hmm. I like it. Great. Good. Thank you, Mandy. You're so welcome. This is a pleasure. Thanks for tasting wine with me. Mm -hmm. I had a lot of fun. I learned a lot too. Thank you. I'm glad. If anyone else has any questions, shoot a, shoot me a DM on yeah. woman get in on Instagram. Woman get in just as it sounds spelled just like one that. word. No dashes, dashes, dots or hyphens mm -hmm. or anything. Um, Mandy will post a picture of the wines that we had today. And please, if you want to try them, let us know what you think about the wines. Yeah. Try them, buy them, try them, drink them with us or listen to this and 
listen again as you're tasting yeah. and see what you think. If you or pick share up on, your own recs with us. Again, this is, was a very abbreviated tasting. Uh, but if you pick up some extra things or things you really liked or enjoyed or hated about these wines, um, share your share away. I'm all ears. That's that's what's so fun about drinking wine with people is different people taste different things, smell yeah. different things, like different things, I mean, hate different things. I imagine that's how your class was. You said that, you know, yeah. you guys would get on Zoom and just try these wines that were previously all sent to you. So you were trying the same wine just remotely or virtually, and then you would share what you were thinking. And I think that's a great way to learn mm -hmm. because like just doing this with you, I'd be like, oh, I do taste cherry. That's <laughs> what cherry tastes like in a wine or, you know, so it's been really helpful to be able to talk about wine with someone who knows a little bit more than you for sure good i'm glad you enjoyed it and now I you did. can go be a little you know i'm gonna um, go and pretend like i'm a wine snob you can go too. be a little smarty pants drinking mm -hmm. wine with people <laughs> i'll be like hmm i think i taste this berry and this uh do you think mm. that's wet or dry do you you know <laughs> is that light or do you, does it have a little body to it like oh this is i smell a little baking spice <laughs> i like that yeah you yes i love it i love it i love it do it do it i'll even take a picture of the tasting card so people ah. can kind of see the tasting card and how oh. what things that you can evaluate as you're tasting wine oh so kind of like a checklist yes exactly what you said remember i had it with me last yeah. time it talks about the color the yes. appearance the clarity okay yeah, yeah let's take a picture of that i like I that i'll get a picture of that i like guidance awesome love it Thank it's helpful so much it's, Mandy. it's helpful too because sometimes you're like ah, i i have the word i just yeah. can't think of it and okay. you, you look at the list you're like that's oh, what it is i love it thank you so much mandy for sharing you're welcome this is wonderful thank so you. excited to drink wine now i love that you're excited to drink wine <laughs> Uh, listeners, if you need anything else from us, again, hit us up on Woman Get In on Instagram or inquiries at womangetin.com. Yep, yep, yep. We're on Facebook. Check us out. I barely post there. but um, We're also on YouTube and I barely post there. So. Yeah, but we have some funny stuff on YouTube. <laughs> we do. Yes. Awesome. Right. We will uh, chat with you next week. Love you. Love you too.